Unlimited Influence podcast, episode 29. Are you a coach or consultant who wants everyone to know who you are? Head over to theaccelerantgroup.com and grab your free copy of the Brand Builder Formula. Get ready to accelerate your business results. Hey everyone, Samantha Riley here and I'm super excited to be welcoming today's featured guest, Miriam Castilla. Miriam is an international speaker, best-selling author and effectologist. She helps purpose-driven, soul-seeking entrepreneurial women get unstuck and move forward with confidence and live the life they love by giving them practical mindset, money and life balance strategies. It's all about integrating the strategic power of your left brain with the creative power of your right brain. Wow, sounds super exciting, Miriam. Welcome to the show. Hi, Sam. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to have a chat with you. Yay! It's going to be so much fun this morning. So, that's a a really brief intro, but I'd love you to pull back the curtain a little and give our listeners a sneak peek into who you are and what makes you tick. Okay, that's a very big question. It is. Um, (laughs) It is. So, I'll try and give you the short story and then you can ask me more questions of the bits that you find most interesting and helpful. So, who I am, hmm, that's a really big question. <laughs> so, I, I'm somebody who's really addicted to growth and personal growth and um, I've got a really varied background. So, originally, I was actually a chemical engineer and then I decided that I really wasn't suited to corporate life. It wasn't fulfilling. And I ended up leaving that career. I had my children, you know, I was a stay-at-home mum for a few years. And then I went through a divorce and kind of had to start all over again with nothing because I'd left my career eight years prior and I had these, you know, two little kids, three and five years old. And I wasn't in a very good place emotionally. And so, I really had to tap into personal development and a lot of the things that I now teach to get me back on track to kind of rebuild me from the inside out. And, it, you know, it wasn't an easy road and it was just little baby steps, one thing leading to another. But eventually, I ended up starting a new business in finance and that, you know, grew to be really successful and it's still ticking along really nicely. But these days, my beautiful new husband takes care of most of that and And um, I'm busy running workshops, empowering women, letting them know how their thoughts become things and helping them with really practical stuff to stay on top of it all when, you know, because once you start manifesting, things start coming really quickly. And then if you don't have the practical skills to keep on top of it, uh, the wheels fall off. So, I'm very much about integrating that inside world and that outside world. And that's what I'm really passionate about. You know, I'm I'm this uh, ex-engineer, really left-brained kind of person, but um I'm also very spiritual and have started more and more embracing that side of me and how powerful that really is. And these days when I teach, I actually make the point really strongly that if you don't get that inside stuff sorted, you know, you're just working hard for nothing on all the outside stuff. So, that's what I'm really, really, really passionate about, making people realize the power that lies within them. And that's so true that we can't just sit there and manifest and and wait for something to happen because – we need to take action and we need to not only, you know, there's a lot behind that as well that we also need the resources within us to be able to take action. We need to have the clarity to make the decisions. So, there's a lot of things that go into that. It's a very complex equation. It is a really complex equation, which is why I had to make up a word for what I do. (laughs) That's why I call myself an effectologist because it just at least opens the door for a conversation. And, you know, it's interesting that you say clarity because one of the 
core elements of what I teach is this little model I've developed. I call it the wheel of momentum and it's how to get unstuck and get moving and, and keep moving and, you know, start building that momentum. And the three, the <laughs> three key critical levers on that are clarity, which is all about knowing who you are and what makes you tick and what your core values are. Yes. So that, that can be a driving force. Then focus, like actually knowing how to stay focused on the right things that will move you forward, which is all the mindset stuff. And then strategy, you know, the practical things that are just that icing on the cake that will keep your wheel turning and, and rolling smoothly and easily for you. But that last strategy part, really, that's that's kind of just smoothing out the bumps and keeping things rolling. But all the driving force and the direction comes from from within. And I love how you use the word momentum because I often feel that, you know, the hardest part is getting going and, and it's like you, you pushing a huge boulder. It's going to take a little while to get it going. But once you've got it going, it gets that momentum and it just, you know, it, it moves forward. It, it builds its own power and force as it moves. So I loved that word that you used then. Yeah, momentum is is really powerful and, um, you know, a lot of people are really good at working really hard or getting something started but then not knowing how to how to keep it rolling and how to keep it running effortlessly and allow it, you know, to have that snowball effect where it just keeps rolling and gathering momentum, gathering size, but making it fun and joyful and effortless at the same time. You know, it's a it's a big thing and it can seem really overwhelming, but if you get some really basic strategies in place and then make them habitual and make them part of your life, it's actually not as hard as it sounds. No. It's actually super simple when you break it down. It's super simple when you've got someone helping you along the way. But going back to your original story of being, you know, a single mom with young children and, you know, I've been there and I know how hard it is sort of starting again and getting that momentum going. Can you take us back to that time? How did you get clarity, focus and momentum at that point when you were on your own, you know, you were You've been sort of out of the corporate for eight years. Can you take us back to that time? Okay, so I wasn't in a very happy place, let's put it that way. I was emotionally quite a mess. I didn't really have any self-belief anymore because I was so disconnected from that identity of, you know, I had a really impressive corporate career, but I left it. And so I'd lost that identity. And then I just lost my identity of being, you know, the, the wife, bit of a trophy wife, really. Um, and so I had kind of just t- severed ties to all these things that my ego was so attached to and that were my identity. And, you know, looking back now, as, as is usually the case, that was the biggest blessing that ever happened. <laughs> At the time, I thought it was pretty crap. Yeah. Um, that was a knowing know, was- giggle, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I, know. <laughs> I know. Everyone who's been through it goes, yeah, it really sucked at the it time. Really I realized the value. <laughs> but how good is it on the other side? <laughs> it's so good on the other side. And you do, you just want to call out to everybody and go, keep going. It's, it's okay. okay. <laughs> it's all going to be all right. Absolutely. Yeah. So at the time, it was really, you know, it, it didn't all come at once. It was building it step by step. So even those three keys that I talk about, the clarity, focus and strategy, you know, it was like when you build something out of Lego and, you know, you have the little green map at the bottom, you need to get that foundation in first and then you start your first layer and then you go around again and do the next layer and you keep sort of building up the layers as you go. So, it wasn't that I sat down and went, okay, I'm going to have clarity on exactly who I am, you know, for the next 
10, 20 years who I want to be. It was just, okay, what's the next thing? And the next thing was I didn't want to put my kids in full-time childcare. I wanted to be flexible and work around them. And, you know, at the time I set this huge lofty goal of 10 grand a month I wanted to earn. And I thought that would be the end of all my problems. And, you know, so it was just clarity around what's what's most important to me. And it was that flexibility. It was being there for my children. It was building things up around them and and not feeling ever like I was just a, a corporate soldier again. I really didn't want to go back to the corporate world. So, I started there and I just started going to uh, – basically, I started reading every book I could and I couldn't afford to buy a lot of books. So I borrowed a lot of books as well. In fact, we used to borrow – DVDs from the library, like that's how broke. Well, actually, it was probably VHS tapes back then. So, <laughs> not many of them actually played the movie. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so it was just you know tapping into what I could at the time, and then that kind of got me to an, an, an another level, and then that kind of from there I could build again and go around to the next level and so on. So it was just you know following that little yellow brick road and and just having faith that it would lead me somewhere. So, for example, the very first thing I did to earn money Mm -hmm. was delivering those catalogs that people leave on your doorstep that are just full of crap, basically, Yes. and and junk. And so, I don't even know why I did that, but I just did because it was something and I needed to do something and I felt like I had nothing to offer because I just saw myself as somebody who'd left her career, couldn't go back to it and didn't really have any other skills. And um, so, I just started doing that because I could push the pram and deliver those things. But then I'd have to go back the week after, collect the catalogs again, put the invoices, you know, the orders through, then put the order out, get all the product, package it all up, go back out for another walk and deliver it all and collect the money. And it was like a huge amount of work. And I think I was making about 50 bucks a week. But- it got me out there, you know, and it got me meeting some people and then, you know, one thing would lead to another and people would kind of go, oh, you know, why are you doing this? And, you know, the funny thing is I got a promotion not long into it to area manager and I was making $100 a week. So, wow. I doubled my income, Sam. I doubled yes. my income in about three weeks. So, you know, I could probably use that in my marketing. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, whilst we all sit here and say that seems like such a little thing, at that time when you had no money and had no self-confidence, to be able to say that you did that is actually a huge thing. It was. It was just about going, no, I do have worth. I do have value. I'm going to do something, anything, you know, anything I can do. And this is where, you know, people think it's a story. Well, no, like start with where you're at and what you can do from where you are. And so, I don't know, that kind of happened and I did it. I don't think I did it for very long, but it just built my confidence. And then just being recognized for actually, you know, at least manage the area and manage, you know, the tent, the team of 10 people we've got in this area and organize them, just being recognized for having something more to offer helped me rebuild my self-esteem. And then from there, I was actually confident enough to go to a proper job interview, which I hadn't been to a job interview in, I don't know, it was maybe 15 years that I hadn't been to a job interview because, you know, eight years out of my career and before that, I was in in that one career. So, mm, mm. yeah, just it just gave me what I needed at the time. So, always just do what you can with what you've got from where you are. Yeah, it's a journey. There's, I don't believe in an end goal. I don't think there is ever an end goal. We might set a goal, but it's only the, the stepping stone to whatever the next thing is. So, yeah, it's just taking that journey and, and getting those lessons along the way. I love yeah. that. 
Totally. I love that you say that because so many people think that, oh, if only I get to this, I'll be happy. Mm -hmm. But you know what? Be happy now and just know that when you get to that goal, you're going to be happy and have that goal reached. And But by the time you get there, you've grown into it and it's your normal yes. and you'll have set a new goal because life is about growth and evolution. It's not about arriving at the end and going, okay, that's it. I'm done. Will God take me now? Because what else is there? It's It's the journey. You know, it's that that journey along the way. So you've got to find a way to actually be happy with where you are right now because when you get to where you think you want to get to, you're going to want something else anyway. Absolutely, absolutely. So can you share with us, um, we know that you help uh, women that are purposeful and soul-seeking. Who are the typical type of women that you work with? Who would your ideal client be? So usually the women I work with are self-employed. They're usually sole operators or sometimes, you know, they just have a VA or maybe they're working in a partnership or something like that. But most of them are self-employed, sole operators. And I actually do also work with a lot of women who are not self-employed. So when I say entrepreneurial women, that to me isn't just about what you do for work. It's actually about being somebody who looks for growth and opportunity and and expansion. So I do in my workshops, I have a lot of girls that are either they're still stay-at-home mums and they're just starting to think about, you know, what will I do next? Or they're in a job that they really want to transition out of, or they're in a job that they're quite happy to stay in, but they're looking for, you know, that fulfillment on the outside of it. So most of them are entrepreneurial, self-employed, sole traders. Mm -hmm. But the stuff I teach, you know, the, the one of the problems I have with what I teach is it can pretty much help anyone with anything. Mm -hmm. but, um, but we that know that that's not great for marketing. <laughs> no, that's not very good for marketing. And I do definitely only work with women. And, um, you know, who, whoever feels called to come to my workshops, I don't kind of check that they fit the avatar. But, um, yeah, ideally it's, it's usually self-employed women because they're the ones who have to really get through the mindset stuff and the practical stuff. You know, mm. they're challenged with it and faced with it every single day. Absolutely. So you were in the finance industry with your husband. Mm -hmm. How long ago did you start this journey to be helping women? And what did you have to do? Like, What did you have to work through to put yourself out there? Um, that was a bit of a journey and I just knew that, you know, I tend to like doing new things and once I've conquered something, I kind of like to move on. Mm. So, I think I met you at an eBay course once, didn't I? Is that oh the first goodness, time we met? Oh, my goodness, yes, that is the first time we met. I've yeah. forgotten about that. Blast from and the past. <laughs> that was kind of the start of me going, okay, I've kind of, you know, got this finance thing sorted and, you know, I started that business. Then I met my husband. He was doing the same kind of work and eventually, obviously, we merged our business and you know he I've now just kind of delegated it to him but um, I, at that stage I had gone okay well I've done that what's my next challenge like what's the next thing I want to do and I wasn't brave enough then to step out and go okay I, I can teach and help I had that dream but I thought oh you know that's just like when people go to the psychologist and have great results and then they want to go study psychology I'm not going to be one of those yes <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah, so we did that. Like I had the, an eBay store for a while and we were importing stuff from China and I joined an all-girl rock band. I thought, oh, I'm going to learn to play bass guitar and I'm going to do live gigs and I did and that was really scary. So I just kept stretching my comfort zone with lots of different new things and 
I don't I can't even put my finger on it exactly. It it was always there in the background because when I was that broke single mum, one big thing I did is I took myself off to a weekend with Sandy Forster and I have no idea where I got the money to pay for the conference or the flights and I know I shared a room with a total stranger, but that was life changing. And she ended up then actually writing the forward for my book. Wow. So it got to the stage where I thought, okay, I and I, I was volunteering as a speaker in schools doing motivational speaking. And I just totally loved it. And that got me really confident as a speaker and really good at delivering my material, you know, whether it was a five-minute quick address or as a 45-minute keynote, I could kind of stretch and shorten it. And I had no idea why I was doing it. I was just kind of following my bliss, you know, as mm-hmm. Joseph Camp says. And then I thought, okay, this I, I want to be a speaker. I want to teach. And um, I started speaking a bit more, doing some more trainings. And eventually I thought, no, I, I will write a book because one of the great things, I mean, a, a book is a nice little business card you can hand out. Mm-hmm. It is a lot of work. Mm-hmm. And, you know, promoting a book is like a full-time job. But what it, what I find is the best thing about writing a book is it forces you to get really clear on your message. Oh, absolutely. 100% agree with that. (laughs) It's one book, one message, right? So, I end up writing a book called Today's Woman Life Balance Secrets and basically it's a message to women to stop trying to meet everybody else's expectations because guess what? They don't really care that much. Mm. <laughs> anyway, so, and it has some really practical tips around time management and mindset and so on. And so, that was really my starting point is I wrote the book and I thought, I'll just see what happens from here. And, you know, I'll try and get more speaking gigs. And, um, and I knew I wanted to teach in person and I wasn't quite sure how. And um, one thing led to another. And then I saw that Mike Dooley, do you know who Mike Dooley is? Um, he writes the notes from the universe. No, it's not ringing a bell. So, he was in The Secret back when, so he was on my TV screen a lot because that was when I was going through my broke single mum stage. Yes. And so, I had The Secret on instant replay. Wow. (laughs) It's just always on. And so, he was in that and he writes notes from the universe which you can subscribe to and they're just always what you need to hear and they're Mm -hmm. beautiful and profound and really deep. So, anyway, I ended up going to the US and becoming a certified trainer, training with him and brought his program back to Australia and it's all about how your thoughts become things of your life. So, it tapped in really nicely with what I was already teaching in my book and then being able to actually have a you know, a format and a a blueprint for delivering a workshop. Yes. So, yeah, it started with the book and then I ended up doing his program, which was great because I didn't have to create my own. And, you know, I've created more of my own stuff around that. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, now I run run workshops, live workshops. I do a two-day weekend called the Thoughts Become Things Experience and there's another one coming up soon at the start of October and I run shorter vision board workshops and I also have started now like just before we jumped on the call I just got off a call with an online course so I deliver it online because I work with people all over the world and you know things just one thing leads to another because then I thought well I started coaching people but that was annoying me because they wouldn't do their homework because of all their limiting beliefs (laughs) and uh, (laughs) and so I decided to go study hypnosis so I'm also now uh, a hypnotherapist. Oh, of and course. And we were trained by the same person I discovered on Facebook. Oh, are you an evolved practitioner? I am. A, yes. Lo- yes. Yay. With Paul Alicio. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, he's fantastic. I love him as a teacher. And that's awesome because it's great backup. So, in my one-on-ones, I can help the women that have done my online program or my workshops 
overcome any limiting beliefs that they're stuck on and we use hypnotherapy which is yes. quick easy and super effective so yeah but it's all just kind of you know I didn't kind of sit down and make a big plan I just did one thing after another and allowed sort of the universe to guide me along the way and for things to to come together and it's still a work in progress like you know went on the weekend and learned how to read other people's chakras and realize that I'm actually quite clairvoyant so who the hell knows what's going to go next <laughs> wow that's so fantastic to be able to to give your clients such an in-depth experience because it's you know when things are going wrong it's not one or two things it's it's a whole life that's impacted in different ways yeah, yeah, I think you have to be holistic. And I know there's a lot of, you know, talk about niching and it is important because otherwise you're, you send out a muddy message. But I like to be able to kind of help people as much as possible rather than say, well, I can help you with, you know, problem three out of 10 and then I'm going to have to send you off to somebody else. So I like giving them more of a, a complete picture of, of the things that are in my zone of genius. You know, not everything's in my zone of genius, like Facebook marketing and LinkedIn and all of that. I'm sending them to you. <laughs> not a clue. But, but you know, when it comes to mindset and strategic everyday stuff and limiting beliefs, that's my zone of genius, you yes. know, and so I want to give them that whole package. I don't want to do just mindset or just time management or just limiting beliefs because then they're kind of left. Yeah. A half hang. Yeah. Absolutely. And what I, what I took out from what you just said then was whilst, um, and as most entrepreneurs, we can pretty much put our hand to just about anything. It's really good to understand what your zone of genius is, but also still having that holistic view of how it all fits together. So I really liked your clarification there. Yeah. I think we all struggle with that. And, you know, I've I've been challenged the last few weeks and some of my friends, we had a lot of these conversations and it probably happens to you as well where people go, oh, can you help me with this? And you can, but it's your zone of excellence, not your zone of genius. And yes. as soon as you go outside of your zone of genius, you know, you just start diluting the power of your work. So, yes. it's yeah, it's really important to kind of stick to those boundaries. And, you know, even with hypnotherapy, I've had to pull back and go, actually, I only want to offer that one-on-one service to the women who've at least done a webinar or an online course with me. You know, I don't want to work with people on other things. I yes. want to work on the things that I'm focused on. Yeah. So. Because and with people who understand where I'm coming from. Absolutely. But it also gives you – you are lit up more on the inside and more excited and more, you know, want to get out there and do what it is that's in your genius zone anyway. Yeah. And, you know, it can be really hard because it's really great to help people and it feels wonderful. Like I helped a guy who was on Biggest Loser, lost 55 kilos and stacked it all back on again oh, plus extra. Yeah. And I helped him and he's, he lost weight for the first time ever, you know, in five years. In the three weeks we worked together, he lost three kilos in two weeks. He didn't even go to the gym just by shifting his beliefs. Yes. And so, you know, it's like, oh, but I can help and I can make such a difference. But do I want to work with men on weight loss or do I want to work with entrepreneurial women on, you know, like living their purpose? Yes. You know, you have to really – you have to be tough on yourself. Absolutely. You have to – yeah. It goes back to having the clarity on what that zone of genius is and then implementing your three keys and focusing on that and then the strategy to roll that out. So Yeah. Yeah. Very, 
Thank you for reminding me. And I always say that we teach what we most need to learn. (laughs) I was just telling someone the other day that doing these interviews, I learn so much from everyone else. And and it's so cool that I can share that with so many people and they can learn as well. But every time I get off the call, I go, wow, that person, I learned all of this stuff. It's really cool. It is good, isn't it? And it's your business. So how absolutely, cool is that? absolutely. <laughs> My zone of genius. I used to get in trouble at school for talking all the time. Now I've discovered how to monetize that. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. Oh, so Miriam, what I'd love how important has it been to build your personal brand with what you're doing now? Oh, it's everything. It really is everything. Like I, I do actually have a business name, but I don't think anybody who works with me could remember what it is. Yes. So it is, it's all about your personal brand and it has to be really clear and it's something that I think it comes down to just being really comfortable with being yourself mm. and and being as real as possible. I keep finding that every time I decide to be more vulnerable and share more personal stuff, you know, people just um, connect even more. So a personal brand isn't necessarily about the glitz and glamour and the right colours. It's actually just about who are you? You know, why why would I want to hang out with you? Why would I want to have a cup of coffee with you and bear my soul to you? But it's really critical. It's everything. Yeah. And I love the the vulnerability. You know, I went on that journey myself, realizing that when I allowed myself to be vulnerable and say, hey, look, I've been in business over 20 years, but I still can't get my head around this part of it, or I still struggle with this part of it. That's when people actually saw me as being more courageous and going, wow, you actually told people that. Um, and then it opened up the safe space for them to share with me their challenges. So it actually meant that I could help them more, which is just so amazing and wonderful to, you know, give your vulnerability as a gift to someone else. Yeah, I think it's the biggest gift in going on this journey is that it actually makes you realize that you are the gift. Mm. You don't have to be anybody else. And, you know, we, we all spend so much time trying to impress each other and trying to be what we think people need to see in order to respect and trust us. And then when you get to the stage and you slowly start, you know, realizing that actually just exactly who I am is is who these people need and is how I can best serve. It's it's beautiful. It's mm. so liberating. It's and so yeah, is, yeah. Totally love it. Absolutely. So what would you say have been the three things which have had the greatest impact on that the growth of your personal brand? Okay, very good question. Mm-hmm. I wish I'd thought about it in advance. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so the growth of my personal brand, I think just getting really clear on who I want to serve and how I want to serve them. Mm-hmm. So my clarity within, because you know everything out there is just what you're projecting anyway, yes. and it all starts with you. So as as soon as you're clear on what makes you tick, what you really want to do, what are you willing to do, what are you not willing to do, and starting to say no mm. is just really empowering. When you start going, I'm sorry, you know, I, I don't think that's exactly the best way for us to work together. I can help you with this, but if you want that, I'm going to put you onto somebody else who can. Yes. That's super empowering mm. and it actually clarifies your personal brand to you and then to the people you're interacting with. And so I think even, you know, we all live in Facebook land. 
and when you're participating in Facebook discussions, not to get drawn into conversations that are outside your zone of genius because mm. the people that see you, they're going to see you talking about marketing, about Facebook ads, about branding, about mindset, about time management, and they're going to, not going to know who you are. Mm. So, like really having that that discipline with yourself and going, no, that's not my zone of genius, but this is, and talking you know, until you're sick to death of yourself <laughs> about about because we all we see everything we post and put out there, right? And we mm. think, oh God, I'm such a spammer. And then your best friend will go, Oh, are you doing another workshop? I didn't see it. And you think Yes. Really? Yeah. So just being really clear and actually being tough on yourself and going, no, I'm just going to stick to my key message. So that's really, really important for your personal brand. Yes. And and then deciding on how it is you want to work with people. So, for example, my one-on-ones, I only do them by Zoom video call. I do not do face-to-face in the office because it actually serves the client better, but also mm-hmm. because it fits the model of how I want to run my business. Yes. So, I've got clients in the US. I've got clients in Europe. I've got clients who live around the corner from me, but they all see me by Zoom video call. You know, they're in their home. They're relaxed. They're comfortable. They're not worrying about parking or who can hear them through the wall. And I could be on a beach in Bali if I really wanted to. So, it's it's sticking to your guns. You asked me for three things and I don't know how many I've just given you. Um, well, if I've written them down the way that they came out, I've got two, but I totally agree in what you're saying. The first, getting clear on who you want to serve. Um, and second, how do you want to serve them? So, I'm hearing that that's about you know, what do you want your lifestyle to look like? And then having your business fit that desired lifestyle rather than trying to, you know, jam a square peg into a round hole and, and trying to jam your business into the life that you're wanting, which is something that I always work with my clients like right from the beginning. We don't even talk business at the, at the start. It's what do you want your lifestyle to be like? Mm. Yeah. So what would very the- important. Absolutely. What would the third thing be? The third thing would be just be unapologetically you and actually have something to say. Like know what you stand for and don't be afraid because, you know, it's a really crowded world out there. It's a crowded market. And if you're not willing to speak up and go on a bit of a rant and tell people what you stand for and be polarizing, you're not going to, no one's going to hear you and you're not going to know what you stand for and you're not going to have the passion and the drive within you that keeps you going either. So, it's, I think it's really important that you're, you're real, you're unapologetically you and that you actually are willing to stand up for what you believe in. Yeah, I love that you said that last one because that's, it's almost um, pre-qualifying your clients because if they don't like what you've got to say, because let's face it, we're going to have haters. It is just a hundred percent. We're going to have haters somewhere along the way. And if we don't say what we really, really truly believe and annoy those people so that they leave us alone, we're not pre-qualifying the people that we want to work with. Yeah, I think it's great when you get haters because it means that you're actually polarizing. You're actually sending out a really clear message and, you know, you're obviously irritating the people who disagree with you, which means you're also resonating with the people who do agree with you. So, when you get a hater, it's like awesome. When you get an unsubscribe from your mailing list, it's great. Like, you're you're actually getting clearer and clearer on who you are and who the people that want to work with you Yes. Uh, and, and getting that relationship stronger and stronger. You know, yep. you, you don't want to be dating 10 men for the rest of your life. You do want to, as an analogy, yes. um, I come up with really weird analogies, <laughs> but you do eventually want to get really clear and have a really strong relationship, you know, with the right person for you. So, that means letting others drop away. Yes. And yeah, it's the same thing. 
So. And, and I'm the same on Facebook. I don't have an issue blocking people now. I have quite a long blocked list. Uh, you know, before I, years ago, I did try and keep everyone happy and, and played very vanilla. And then I started going, no, actually, this is what I stand for. And people get really grumpy. And if they really annoy me and they're really rude, I just block them. And it just clears the energy and it feels so good. And and I'm not pushing their buttons either. They can go find someone else to, you know, talk about their things with. So, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like I think it was Leonie might have been Leonie Dawson who it said, was, yeah, absolutely, yes. you delete and you block people because, you know, if they came to your house or to your office or business premises and started, you know, crapping all over it and abusing you, you'd kick them out. Well, yes. your Facebook page is your business place of business. Yes, absolutely. And you don't have to put up with shit. No, so, no. And they don't know if you've blocked anyway unless they go to look up, look you up some other time and yeah, who cares? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, Miriam, if there was one piece of advice that you wish someone had shared with you at the beginning of your business journey, what would it be? It would be lighten up and have some fun and mm-hmm. just see where the road leads you. You know, we get so caught up in wanting to know exactly how it's all going to unfold and where we're going to end up and, you know, exactly what to do next. And really, the more you lighten up and just take those baby steps and and do it with the lightest possible sense of joy and, you know, keep yourself in that really high vibration, the more you're actually open to intuition and, and synchronicities and those messages from the universe and, you know, your brain will actually be operating at a level where you, it can be creative and it can come up with ideas and things. So, um, when I teach, I interchange language between quantum physics, brain physiology and just spiritual language, but it's actually all the same thing. Mm-hmm. But the more you lighten up and just do things with a sense of joy, the more easily you're guided and the more your brain is is open to seeing the right things at the right time mm. because you really can't foresee how it's all going to work out. I mean, if you told me what I'm doing now 10 years ago, I would have thought you've been smoking something, <laughs> you know. Absolutely. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> like really, who's going to know? So just have fun along the way and go, oh, I wonder what's going to happen next. You know, yeah. lighten up as much. Do what you can from where you are with what you've got and just lighten up. Mm, I love that. That's very wise advice and I totally, totally, would have loved someone to have told me that at the beginning of my business journey all those years ago. Although we, may, if somebody had told us that, I don't know that we would have taken it on anyway. Sometimes you do have to learn the lessons along the way, but if you can have a mentor just reminding you and letting you know it's going to be okay, you know, it is going to be okay, That just that bit of reassurance, it really does help. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Beautiful. Miriam, thank you so much for sharing your journey with us, your wisdom, your value. It's been an absolute pleasure. What is the best way for my listeners to stay connected with you? Okay, probably the easiest and most fun thing they can do is I have a little quiz on my blog. So if they want to jump on that, that'll actually also add them to my mailing list, plus they get some value out of it. So that's at www.miriamcastilla.com just forward slash quiz and they'll go straight into the quiz and that actually lets you it's a bit of a fun quiz only takes two minutes but it lets you know which of those three critical keys is the one you want to start focusing on first fantastic that's fantastic beautiful thank you so much Miriam it's been an absolute pleasure and thank you for being a, a wonderful guest on the show today I've had a lot of fun thank you Sam thank you Are you a coach or consultant who wants everyone to know who you are? Head over to theaccelerantgroup.com and grab your free copy of the Brand Builder Formula. Get ready to accelerate your business results. 
Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Unlimited Influence Podcast. You'll find the show notes over at theaccelerantgroup.com. It's your time to shine.